Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Broadway Podcast Network presents Giants in the Sky, how Sondheim and Lapine went into the woods with me, Ben Rimmelauer. Today's guest, Tracy Katz Palladini, Little Red Riding Hood on the national tour. Once upon a time. Tracy Katz Palladini played Little Red Riding Hood on the national tour of the original production of Into the Woods, directed by James Lapine, as well as in numerous subsequent iterations, including major revivals at Sacramento Music Circus, Long Beach Civic Light Opera, Theater Under the Stars, and The Ordway. Off-Broadway, she appeared in the original production of The Chosen. So I guess I want to know, before you even were cast in Into the Woods, when did the knowledge that this show existed come into your head? Did you audition for it in New York? What What was your I awareness? Did. I did. So I knew Joanna Merlin. I went to Stage Door Manor with her two daughters. Oh. And um, I had auditioned for Merrily. She had, she had seen me in a show at stage door and said, I'd like you to audition for the show. And so I got, uh, I went in and I auditioned and made it all the way up to the final callback for Merrily. For, for the um, La Jolla Playhouse Merrily. No, this is for the Broadway. Wow. I didn't think you would even be old enough for that. That's like yeah. 1980. It was. 81. Yeah. Right around there. 81, 80, 81. Right. Yeah. So, okay, you auditioned for Mary. Okay. So there, so then um, she called me in for um, Into the Woods, but for Rapunzel. Because I, you know, I, I can sing high too. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I auditioned and just didn't go anywhere. And then I went and did um, an off-Broadway show called The Chosen. Oh, yeah. And you know I'm best friends with Jeff Blumenkrantz, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So um, he invited me to the invited dress rehearsal for Into the Woods on Broadway. And so that's like, I got to see it from, you know, day one there. And that's when I was in the theater or in the rehearsal studio? In the Martin Beck. Although I was actually present at some of the backers' auditions, like one at Sardi's. 
Jeff was playing Rapunzel's prince at that point. Wow. And uh, Joanna was attached and Chip. And I, you know, I was there. I don't know why, but I was there. I guess was I was that just, just like songs. Yes. Yeah, so um, James Lapine would uh, just sort of give a little intro and say a little bit about what was going on and then they would do different songs from the show and they had already done it at La Jolla right so this was after that so was like Betty Buckley the witch in those presentations it wasn't Bernadette and I can't remember who the witch is I'm gonna say maybe there was no witch okay just like other material Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Because, I mean, the witch wasn't originally supposed to be a star vehicle. Right, right. And then once Bernadette joined, it was, you know, they built it up. In fact, I was sitting in the audience next to Sondheim once. uh, We were, I don't know, I guess it was tech. And he, like, turned to me and he said, you know, we didn't plan to have this many ballads in a row in Act Two. (laughs) I'm glad, I'm glad he was aware. <laughs> he was definitely aware. <laughs> um, wait, so when you saw those backers auditions, was Danielle Ferlin Little Red? I don't think there was a Little Red. Gotcha. I so think it, really it was, just... it was like Agony and Giants in the Sky, Joanna's number, just like a few, a few numbers. Thanks. Um, and were you like, oh, this show's so great. I, I'm sad I didn't get cast or no. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> not yet. I am weird with Sondheim. If yeah. I go in knowing the music, I love it my first time. Yeah. If I don't, it takes me a while. I and get that God, totally. Okay. Well, I mean, thank God Jeff was the understudy for of several different roles because I would keep going back to see him in each role and each time I was like wait a second wait a second oh 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 I really like the show and it almost makes me feel like I'm a little you know it's me because if I if I I should have recognized its value earlier but it just took it's so much being thrown at you I feel that way too 100 I mean I think um and I feel that way with a lot of the modern musicals that I think take after Sondheim because in the old show like if you see Hello Dolly you know or like an Andrew Lloyd Webber show it's like the music is sort of uh, repeated so much that you your mind locks into the oh this is like the chorus and the hook and you know, uh, I think it just takes longer. The Sondheim stuff is just, it's like you said, there so much comes at you. It's very rich and it's yeah. rewarding. I mean, you can, you know, listen to Sunday in the Park with George a million times and still find new things in it. But the first time you're a little bit like, wait, what? <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. So, oh, now when I listen to Sunday, I'm like, it, it, there are so many similarities with Sunday and Into the Woods and some of the chords and the, the you know, just the things that are going on, it just, it hits me so mm-hmm. profoundly. It's like yeah. in my bones, yeah. Did you read James Lapine's book about it, putting it together? Was it like two years ago? No, I have not read that book. I oh, only you have to, it. it's so great okay. to talk to all the people involved. And so it's basically just his dialogues uh, with 
all the actors and actors that got fired and actors that did the workshop and that quit and the designers and producers and people he didn't get along with and just like and all of them you know it's 40 years later piecing together their memories of you know wait what happened oh right we did have rehearsals and that's you know and it's it's so interesting and it made me want to do this podcast because I I felt like there that doesn't exist for Into the Woods and it's pre-internet so people don't know things I mean there's so much I want to know that I still haven't been able to find out because it's not Googleable, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so okay, so uh you so you saw Jeff go on as Rapunzel's Prince and as Jack. And Jack and the steward. And the steward. Uh, the steward. And I think those were the three. What what was your favorite Jeff Blumenkrantz into the woods performance? Well, I loved watching him do the backers audition when he was Rapunzel's Prince because mm-hmm he had no direction and he just got to go full on comedy. Oh, wow. Which was, I mean, I loved it. And I'm, I totally understand picking Chuck and, you know, it was totally different and worked really well. And I understood why, but on Broadway, it was definitely Jack. Mm, Yeah. Why is Uh, that? Seeing him Jack. uh, I just, I just, his, his, you know, his innocence and the, and the, what he brought to the role. I loved it. And I love Ben too, but it was great. I wish I could find video uh, or audio even of Jeff uh, as Jack. The way he described it to me a little bit as being like, um, like intellectually challenged. And that really. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you're right. He, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, did you see it on Broadway all those times with Jeff and and go, why did they audition for, for me for Rapunzel? I want to play Little Red. It, it was never, I want to play Little Red, but it was more like, oh, wait, I'm more like, that's, that's, that's who I'm more right for. I'm not, I'm, I'm just not a Rapunzel at all. Well, you've got the hair. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, so when did you find out that there were, did you go in for any replacement casting on Broadway or not until the tour audition? No, um, I got a call to audition for the tour and that's when I was like, okay. So I, you know, I, I quickly put together, um, I know things now because I knew that I needed to sing the song. And my first audition was for Joanna and uh, James in some theater I can't remember but it was in a like a some Broadway theater not not the Martin Beck not the Martin Beck's different one and then um oh oh it was the Edison Hotel Theater it was that oh uh all I I remember was oh Calcutta oh Calcutta was there as far as I saw oh Calcutta and I was like (laughs) (laughs) we needed our what they must have had the heater on well the heater oh, oh, oh. People are naked. They, can't, they can't keep the theater too drafty oh you're so funny no we needed our fake ids to get into that one no. so how old would you have been when you auditioned uh i had just graduated college okay college. so i was old. Well, this is great timing for you then i mean you're ready to to get so I, had, I graduated from college i went straight um out of college into summer stock and then I did um, 
I got an audition for um, a show up at the Goodspeed Opera House and I got that. And then right from the Goodspeed, I did The Chosen in New York and then uh, pretty close to that into, into the woods. And so, um, so your first audition was for Joanna and James. And- Joanna and James. And, you know, I knew Joanna and I had been to her house. And so it felt comfortable. She seemed, Um, I I did get to talk to her for this. And she seems just like so lovely and uh, such a mentor to so many people. I love her. I have, I have only, she is golden. She's a wonderful human. And her daughters are wonderful as well. They're great. The original title. I mean, how, how is that like the first thing? Exactly. Um, so, uh, and then what, what point did you, um, did you have to sing for Sondheim or Geminiani? Yeah, they called me, they called me right back. Um, they called me right back from that audition. And I think it was really soon, like maybe the next day or two days later. And that's when it was for um, Sondheim as well. And were you like, And oh. I don't think it was Geminiani. I think oh, Paul, no. Ford, Paul Ford was playing piano. And were were you like, um, oh, this is going well, I'm booking this? Like, did you have that confidence mm. about it? I mean, I knew I I knew I could sing it and I felt like it was it felt right. Yeah. But um the the at the very end of the song, um, I know things now, there's this little da 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 and there's that little final button. Yeah. And I kind of was, you know, I had just learned the song. It wasn't yeah. really in me. And I kind of, I had looked down and I lifted my head up to sort of be like, okay, I'm done. But it turns out I lifted my head up right on the button and kind of went like this and Sondheim laughed. And that's when I felt like, okay, <laughs> I think I did okay. <laughs> uh, that's great. And so then, so then you got the offer. I got the offer. And did you know anything about like the tour at that point? Like how long it would be, where it'd be playing, who was starring in it? Did you have, was that like stuff that you were following or told about or? No, I don't, I don't. I mean, I knew it was the national tour. I knew we would be rehearsing in New York with the whole group, but I I didn't know who was cast at that point. And was that like a great job? Because I mean, tours are good money anyway. And that's like in the golden age of like production contracts and all that, right? So that was the time where you would, um, we would bank our salary and Mm. live on our per diem. And you just saved a lot. And that's how they got so many really well-known, talented people to go out on tour Mm. because- you know, it's how you could save enough money to put a down payment on your house. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was nice. Even if you were 22, you wouldn't be like, you know, uh, stupid and make uh, 22 year old decisions about your money. I have always been very frugal and money, you know, money wise. And uh, I live nicely, but I really like a bargain. (laughs) I wish you'd been my, uh, my mentor. Um, uh, Okay. So then uh, how, tell me about the rehearsal process. We rehearsed for a month at the Minsk golf in the city. Um, On the stage. 
No, no, no. In the Minskoff rehearsal studio. Sorry. Oh, is that in downstairs in the same building or or upstairs or whatever? Or? Upstairs. Yeah. Um, there were there were all uh, rehearsal. <sighs> Hang on, I'm just trying to remember. I think we were rehearsing at the same time as Jerome Robbins Broadway, like in the same kind of hallway and whatever. I'm. I'm not mistaking it. I don't think I'm, it was the chosen. I think it was. I think it was into the woods. Yeah. Um, but like the timing, the timing would be into the woods. You've got to okay. be right. Yeah. There were a whole like it was just rehearsal studios. That was where all the shows. Oh, had their rehearsal Studios back then. I it guess. was like it was like the second floor. Maybe Jeff would know. He would be yeah. able to. That's because that's it. not there anymore. That studio. I wonder. I know. I know. Then they went to like the. 46th street whatever's and yeah so but that was in the time that's where we all rehearsed and that was the whole the whole cast was rehearsing together you said so that's cleo lane and um is that mary gordon murray and ray gill yeah and chuck wagner chuck was the uh cinderella's prince in my in my bowl yeah um kathy roma callan was our original cinderella oh, wow robbie, yeah. robbie duncan mcneil was my and you know so many of these people are still good, dear, dear friends. Oh, really? That's so nice well, to hear. When you're on the road for that long and you're living with them, I mean, it's, you, you know, and I did Into the Woods at least three or four more times with Mary Gordon Murray. Oh, wow. We we wound up doing it. all tour, right? Because she went into the Broadway company. No, she did not stay the whole tour. You know who took her place? Um, the, our stepsister, Judy McLean. Oh, wow. Uh, she bumped up and then she became our baker's wife. Long before she ever did Mamma Mia. Correct. <laughs> um, and then, uh, oh, well, crazy thing I read that that um, Cinderella's father was Kim Crosby's actual father. Don Crosby, who I had worked with at doing my first job out of college at Summerstock. I had done Brigadoon. He was Mr. Lundy. And uh, so I got to reunite with him in the show. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. And you uh, know, he was like a dentist. Right. And he retired and decided he wanted to do acting and, you know, did it. And he did it. And who yeah. was the narrator and mysterious man? Rex Robbins. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, I've seen Wonderful. him stuff, yeah. Um, and uh, okay, and so what was Cleo Lane like? She was. I've had the pleasure, like the 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 stars that I've worked with, like across the board. I've just worked with the nicest humans ever. I have never. I have nothing bad to say about Cleo. She is a lovely, wonderful lady. Her husband's great. Uh, I think he passed actually, John Dagbert. Yeah. Um, she was fantastic. Oh, we had Charlotte Ray too. Charlotte Ray was just right. What was Charlotte Ray like? Charlotte Ray and I were trapped behind a house before the opening of the show. So um, they decided to switch from the Broadway show. I don't know if you remember, but on the Broadway show, the Baker Baker's wife was stage left and yeah. Jack was center stage. Yeah. So for the tour, they decided that the Baker Baker's wife should be center stage and Jack moved to stage left. Yeah. So Charlotte and I were stuck behind the center stage house for the top of 
act one every night and she was a piece of work she was like piece of work my one of my memories is one day she came out and her skin was completely orange and I'm like Charlotte are you okay and she's like oh yes I, I just drank too much carrot juice and my whole body turned orange so, <laughs> was she like a health nut not necessarily but I don't know, you know I mean, she was lovely she was fine she had a you know she she it, it, it's a tricky part she's not wasn't necessarily a singer so I just remember conductor to to get her on he had to like he started by going like this and then he started and went and then he started and he had to like hit his chest and go so (laughs) but she was really perfect for the part I mean she was just like you know although Barbara Brand I mean Barbara Brand I mean Charlotte Ray was such a huge TV star at that time. I mean, I yes, I, I grew up watching her on the Facts of Life, life know, religiously. And so then it, was she I, the draw for the audiences, like all around the country? Maybe I don't know. She didn't stay that long. Oh, she, gotcha. She, um, we technically opened at the Amundsen in LA, and she yeah. lives in LA. Yeah. So I think that was you know because we were here for quite a while. Yeah. Maybe three months. It, oh, because you live in LA now too. Yeah. Now I'm in. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm in LA. For the last time, I am not on Ozempic. I made one little joke on this podcast and everybody started calling me out, texting me, calling me cringe, whatever. I really was asked by people if I was on Ozempic. And as I told them, I am not. I am just eating factors, no prep, no mess meals, okay? Warmer, sunnier days are coming. Fire Island season is here. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors' fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine what are you waiting for with 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week you'll always have new flavors to explore crush your wellness goals this may with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust from breakfast to dessert stay fueled with easy nutritious options treat yourself to restaurant quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon shrimp and blackened salmon and kitchen time is kept to a minimum they are ready in two minutes no shopping no prepping no cooking no cleanup enjoy effortless support for your lifestyle choose from six menu preferences to help you manage calories maximize protein intake avoid meat or just simply to eat well balanced head to factormeals.com slash giants in the sky 50 and use code giants in the sky 50 to get 50 percent off your first box plus 20 percent off your next month that's code giants in the sky 50 at factormeals.com slash giants in the sky 50 to get 50 percent off your first box plus 20 percent off your next month while your subscription is active Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. 
So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah, I'm, I'm from L.A. And I went to high school um, uh, in the Valley. And my um, our music studio, the first time I ever heard of Into the Woods, was that in our music studio in my middle school, well, it was all one school, it was Oakwood, there was... Um, oh, you went to Oakwood. Yeah. My friend's kids went to Oakwood. Okay. Yeah, well, it was good times back then. And we had this big poster for the for the national tour of Into the Woods. And it's it's listed um, uh, Charlotte and Cleo on it. And I, I, so I think there was a slogan, like someone's been messing with our fairy tales or something. I don't know. I, I just remember sitting there bored in like music class and just like staring okay. at that poster, you know, before I, years wow. before I saw the show. Wow. So when was the first time you saw the show? Uh, well, I think I was at my, my grand, this is so funny. I can't believe I've done all these interviews and I haven't talked about my experience with Into the Woods, but my, uh, I'll probably cut this, but I'll tell you. Um, my grandfather uh, in the Bronx in Riverdale was like obsessed with his VCR. I mean, this was still in the heyday of like VCRs. And he would record like millions of things off of television um, and like label them. He would like fits three things on these like, you know, cheap play, like six hour videotapes. And, and he would do like all these movies and things from like HBO or even TV with commercials. And he would label them with like cutting out the TV guide listing for the thing. And so you could see sometimes it had like the, you know, the photo or whatever, like taped to the outside of the box. And I was like looking through his videos one time when I was sleeping over and I was on California time and, you know, up when my grandparents were long sleeping and I saw Into the Woods was there and it was from the Broadway, uh, you know, PBS version. And I had, I only knew it existed because of the poster at school, but I put it on and then I was like, oh my God, this is, this is so great. And, you know, and I loved Bernadette Peters. So I was excited. We were still doing the tour when that happened and Chuck had to leave for the taping for that. Oh, right. Cause that's, that's one of the things that I'd never realized until doing this podcast was that it kind of that rock star energy that you feel in that video is because so many of them had already left and were coming back, like, you know, returning heroes. Um, yeah. And and what was Chuck like in in the role of, of the wolf? I mean, you know, uh, he's so great on the videos or Rapunzel's Prince, but I, I, I have no, no concept of his wolf. Chuck was amazing. And his physical, you know, just the, the his size. He was, I mean, you know, Chuck for me yeah. was great because I was his little red. You know, yeah. he was he was just as wonderful as could be and very professional on stage with me. And I loved performing with him. Was his costume similar to the one on Broadway? So... I might be mixing up two stories right now. Yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> I seem to remember. I seem to remember that we the the. I think this is correct. It could be this could be the Broadway story, but in my memory, we started the the wolf had genitalia. Yeah, and then as we kept going along, they kept snipping it shorter and shorter, and then one day it was completely gone. Yeah. Like as we got to Des Moines, Iowa or, you know, whatever, gone. Yeah. No more. 
no more. And what about the rest of your costumes? Were they, was it the same look costume wise as the Broadway show? Exactly the same, same Anvil Award, like, you know, yeah. everything, everything was exactly as, as Broadway. In fact, um, I wore, I've worn those costumes every time I've done the show. I've done it a bunch since the Always tour. Always a little red. And, um, uh, Sacramento Music Circus wound up buying the costumes after the Broadway show closed. And so they rent them out now. Yeah. And my husband was directing it. He was teaching grad school in Virginia. And I called up Sacramento and they wound up renting us the costumes for like a really nice amount. So, the, you know, this this grad school got to wear them too. Oh, that's great. Uh, wait, so, so they still me- live on. They still live on. I want to, well, we'll finish talking about the tour, but I want to get to later on. I want to ask you about the other productions you did. But um, so, uh, and how did the show play in these different, because I, I had this notion that Into the Woods compared to other Sondheim shows has a more mass appeal and that it would actually play really well all over the country. Is that right? I think we we did really well. I mean, we toured for just under two years. We yeah. had, you know, the audiences were full. We we did well. It was it was a, a nice tour. I feel like people. It's interesting because I think people got it on different levels depending on where they are, who they are, what point in their lives, where they were living. But you know, people could identify with the fairy tale characters. Sure. Uh, and then sometimes the deeper levels came through that too sometimes I felt like maybe people would get a little you know restless yeah but overall great response um and I think they it played across the country better in the big cities right but well across the country although I'm- now I mean someone was telling me they saw the the revival that's on right now yeah. and it's become so many high schools uh have done this show that it has become this like culty kind of thing and everybody knows the song and like every song huge tears like little red song you know it's a nice song but it's not like ah! you know? <laughs> but, but on it, broadway now like, it does feel that way it really does i mean almost to a detriment, like there's times when you feel like the audience is responding to a joke before it even really happens. Like they're just anticipating it. I mean, it's great that they're so with it, you know, it's better than the alternative, but it, it's it's definitely like very, very, it's a lot sometimes. Um, or you can't hear like the people singing because they're, they're, they're screaming so loud for like high notes and stuff that you're like, I actually didn't hear the high note because you were... <laughs> hollering you know Ooh, all right yeah. it's not, it's not ideal yeah at least they're buying tickets um but so uh and did was 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 Sondheim and Lapine watching the show were you having feedback from them so Sondheim and Lapine were with us the entire time the month that we rehearsed in um in the city and then they both they came to with us to um Florida we previewed in florida at the poinciana playhouse oh got it and so i just i remember our zitz probe was in the the lobby of the poinciana playhouse with sondheim conducting i'm like wow okay you know crazy um and then 
we did the Parker Playhouse, or maybe we did the Parker Playhouse first. I don't know, one, one or the other. And then they came to um, LA to open it here. And then they would just pop in and out. You know, like I think Sondheim came when we were at the Kennedy Center and he would just show up every now and then. You know, and would he give you um, would he give you notes or did he go through stage management or whatever? So during rehearsal, he gave us notes um, one particular time. So I got a note from Sondheim. He wanted me to punch Jack in the stomach at the end of your fault. Yeah. So I put it in at the next rehearsal. And then I got a note from the pine saying, don't punch Jack at the end <laughs> of your fault. So I went out and I like held up the two notes. And I said, all right, guys, duke it out. (laughs) (laughs) Sondheim won that one. That's amazing. Um, (laughs) So he never, Sondheim never gave notes. I don't remember getting notes from him after we opened. Yeah. Um, I do remember like when he came to the Kennedy Center, he took me aside and he congratulated me. I had one like, I had won a Carbonell Award oh, wow. for it. and um, he said, you know, congratulations on your success. And I, I got nominated for Helen Hayes for that. Oh, how so, wonderful. Yeah, it was fun. So, I mean, were you just having the time of your life on that tour? That seems like such an incredible experience to have so fresh out of the gate. Yes and no. So, I mean, yes, absolutely. But touring is hard and kind of lonely and you know I just remember being in Cleveland a year in and just feeling down and I I called my dad I'm like dad I'm like below the line here and he flew out and you know it's Uh just it's touring it can it can you know you go home and you're still in a hotel room yeah and I mean we're I guess you were considerably younger than the rest of the cast too like no I mean Robbie Duncan McNeil was my age, and okay. um, Jonathan Hadley was an understudy. Jonathan Hadley, yeah, we did a class. He was Jeff's understudy in a class act. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, I love him. You uh, like the Jeff Blumenkrantz track of like the Rapunzel Jack Stewart understudy? Yeah, that's so great. He was. I love that he was in the yeah. Jeff Blumenkrantz track. I'm just years. realizing this right now. Yeah, <laughs> that's so this cool. Um, um so what, did you did the young people stick together at all I mean, oh guys, and like, we haven't talked no we all we, we were all together except for don who was sort of like you know a little yeah, off yeah. and and cleo um we all we were really 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 close i i forgot to mention douglas sills was our um right of friend. course yes that i had re- i read i mean and he must have been really that was that like his first big big show i'm gonna say yes was he just like so handsome and charismatic and like an obvious like star? Handsome, charismatic, but he has like a goofiness about him. And yeah. he was also Douglas, you know, he's Douglas, you know. Yeah. And it, 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 we were, we were, it was, you know, we were very, it was close. He had, he had not like, because we were all sort of an ensemble cast. Yeah. It wasn't like I'm the star, you know, when he went on to do Pimpernel, it, yeah. I'm sure it changed. I mean, but it was like, I mean, Cleo Lane was 
older and like an international like you know jazz legend i mean she must have been a little bit removed from the from the she like wasn't coming on outings with us right. but we would eat with her sometimes yeah. and she was very accessible and absolutely lovely like i remember we were in we were at douglas's house in i'm gonna say michigan and you know cleo came and like we would she there was participation yeah did she stay in oh. the tour longer than charlotte yeah cleo oh. stayed nine months oh wow we got betsy jocelyn took over for cleo um so cleo and i were stuck behind a house for act two for even longer and so they put these little um seats for us that they hung on pegs and we would put the the seats down and one night I said to her I said gosh I'm schwitzing because I had my wolf cape on yeah. and she's like what is schwitzing <laughs> and I was like oh it means sweating in Yiddish and she's like that's a great word so every night I would teach her another Yiddish word oh, I love that it That's was so great, great. Like, spilkis and you know all kinds of stuff. <laughs> it was That's very so charming um and uh and then what like i mean i assume did you guys all stay in the same like uh hotels or apartments or how did that work for the most part so they usually gave us two choices and we would pick whichever one we wanted unless we had friends or family and then we would go off on our own yeah. So for the 90% of the time we were all together and that, and, you know, cause you're all, you're eating and you really, it, it's not like you're working in an office and you just see a person nine to five, you're living with people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It sounds like kind of like stage door. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I mean, you get to know them on a deeper level, like every single person on that tour, still huge place in my heart. So tell, who do you keep in touch with the most from the tour? Oh, uh, well, Mary, uh, Mary Gordon Murray and oh, Robbie great. Duncan McNeil, I would say the most. I'm going to uh, talk to Mary next week, actually. I'm excited. I love her. I love Mary. And we did do it a few times after. Yeah, so together. tell me about, about the other productions you did. So after the tour ended, um, I decided that I liked L.A., yeah. Mostly because we were here in January, February, March, and I was like, wait a second. <laughs> it's warm. I like this. And I had gone to Syracuse University and I'm uh, like, I don't ever want to be that cold again. So yeah. I was like, I'm going out there. So I came out here and my stepbrother was here and I actually wound up living in the house of our, um, we had an assistant stage manager, Jill Gounder, do you know Jill Gounder? She's still touring from the time from wow. Into the Woods. She's still touring, like every show you could possibly imagine. So she was on another tour, and her house. She's like, you know, I rented a room in her house, and it was fabulous. Um, so I I moved out, and I heard that there was a production at the Long Beach Civic Light Opera. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I had a subscription there, but like, oh. it was like a year later, like I, I didn't get to oh, see oh, That oh, was with oh, Leslie oh. Uggams, right? Yes, so- I um, remember reading about this it. This was um, Glenn Casal. Yeah, the Terrace Theater, right? The Norma Ter Norma's Terrace Theater? Yeah, 
no, 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 no. This is terrace like balcony. Oh, 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 okay. I don't know. I don't remember. Um, so Glenn Casale and then John McDaniel was the musical director. Oh. So he actually asked me to audition. <laughs> How did you know that? I, I, my, my agent must have oh. said, you know, oh, they've got this out there. And, you know, I, so they asked me to come and audition. And I went to John McDaniel's house and I just sang through the song once. And, it, you know, it was all nice. I think they just wanted to make sure that if they were working with someone that they would be, you know, take direction, basically. Right, right, right. And uh, it, they were both lovely and great. So I did the show at Long Beach and then I wound up doing it. I'm going to say seven or eight other times with Glenn, like all the time. So Leslie Uggams was our witch. I would say five or six of those times. Wow. She must've been incredible. She was wonderful. I love Leslie. I, I mean, I can only imagine just her voice, just like, just so thrilling on that stuff. She was great. She was great. So we did it at Sacramento music circus with Leslie. I think we did. Oh, we did this big production at um, the Ordway, uh, Glenn directed, and Kevin McCollum was the producer, and oh, wow. Brian Darcy James was our baker. Wow, his um, first baker. Now he's full circle. I know, I know. So, um, yeah, and his wife, Jen Prescott, was also a stepsister, so that was really fun. Um, so that was one of them. And was it, was that a production that you said that the, uh, some of the times it was your costumes from, from all the, of the time, all the time, I've never done the show without wearing my original costume. And so was, was Glenn's production in general, sort of similar to, uh, the one that, that you originated? Yes, but, um, he, he kept what worked and kind of tweaked a few other things like there were a couple of little um like he I wish I could remember the exact cuts but there were a couple of scenes that he kind of pieced together so that they flowed a little better oh, how great. and I remember it worked really well and then at Long Beach was the first time he had a person playing Milky White oh wow how cool Scott Stevens do you know him I know that name. I'm not. I don't he does the Broadway pet stuff with Bernadette. Oh wow! But he was the pet himself, and uh, he was the he was our Milky White. I'm I love that. Pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I, I could be wrong. He might have been assistant oh, no. director, but I think he. I think he was our. Okay. Anyway, but it 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 worked nicely, and Milky got some good laughs, and it was fun. And you said that Mary Gordon Murray did some of those with you. So Mary was, no, Sarah Tattersall was at Long Beach. Mary did the Ordway. Mary did one or two of the Sacramento Music Circuses. We did it in the tent. I've done it in the tent once or twice. And then the there's like a Broadway series that was a one-off that I've done it with. Mm. And Michelle Puck was our um, witch that time. Oh, I wish I'd seen that. And that was, I did that when I was actually five months pregnant when I did Little Red. Oh my gosh. And it worked very nicely because, you know, she's supposed to have a nice round tummy. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh my they gosh. Used to have, 
buckets for me off stage because I was so um, nauseous all the time. They would have a bucket waiting for me off stage. Oh my God, your your kid must have like awesome in the blood. Oh, I guess, yeah. <laughs> and did your kids, are your kids performers? Do you have one? So I have two kids. My daughter majored in college in theater and um, uh, English, and she is not pursuing the acting route, but she loves it. And my son uh, just graduated from UC D Davis. He's um, He graduated neurobiology, physiology, and behavior with a minor in global disease biology, but... On the side, he was in the musical theater club. Oh, I love it. Well, you did very well. Very smart and very well-rounded. Did either of them ever do a production of Into the Woods? Yes. So the production that my husband um, directed in Virginia at that yeah. grad school, he used the kids, and they were little, he used uh, my daughter, Samantha, as the... Um, he did the whole thing as like a fairy tale oh, and beautiful. she was the the person who sort of was the young Cinderella and she like dropped the dress down to Cinderella and she Sweet. came in through and then Benny my son who's very little because I'm little he was the um the goose that that laid the golden egg and Jack <laughs> would carry him under his his arm <laughs> <laughs> That is so cute. Educational theater. You can do anything. I, I love that. And I was so happy that they had the opportunity to be a part of the show and yeah. really get to know it, even though they were like, I don't know, seven and nine. <laughs> did, did you ever want to graduate to one of the uh, other parts? Did you ever want to do a Baker's Wife? Oh, no, no, no. I couldn't do Baker's Wife. I think if I ever did it again, it would be probably Jack's mother, right? Or granny, <laughs> but Jack's mother would be. Uh, but but, but you, you haven't, you haven't matric, you stayed in the little red lane so far. I, I stayed again. In the, you stayed in the little red lane so far. Oh, I haven't done the show in a while, but yeah, so far it's only been little red. I don't know, I would, <laughs> I would go see you do it again. I'd, I'd love to You're see that. So no, I'm definitely not uh, not of the appropriate age. <laughs> well, you know, in a big venue, you could definitely blow it up. <laughs> I love you. You're so cute. That's great. Um, oh, well, that's so wonderful. And then um uh have have you um was there any kind of like did you guys come together at all like when Sondheim died? You sort of alumni of that tour. Was there any sort of um no. No, maybe you, maybe you guys should have a reunion. I think we should. I think that's a really good idea. Come come to New York before the uh, revival closes, and you can all you can all do it together. I like that idea. Plant the seed. Well, listen, my my uh, my other uh, my day job is I'm the uh, director of programming at the Green Room Forty Two, which is a cabaret room in Midtown in the Yotel. I just started over the summer, but. So if you want to come do anything by yourself or with your Into the Woods <laughs> alumni or whatever, you just let me know. We'll set oh, it up. Thank you. All Everybody's right. got Into the Woods fever now. We can run with it. Very fun. Very fun. Gosh, that's great. That's good. Well, this is, thank you so much for talking to me, Tracy. It's so much fun. And I you really appreciate all of everything you remember. And it's so great to get that vivid picture of it. 
so happy to talk to you. And I feel like you're just, you know, you've got this encyclopedia of, you know, you remember everything. And I'm I trying. I mean, it's amazing it's how much I can't find out, but I, I'm going to the Yale Library tomorrow to look through James Lapine's archives and hopefully get some answers. Okay. All right. Like, what are you trying to find out? Like, what specific? Well, like, there was a reading. There was before they went to San Diego to do it at the Old Globe. They did a workshop at Playwrights Horizons. And before the workshop at Playwrights, they did a reading at Playwrights Horizons. But uh, I know that Danielle Ferland and Chip Zion were in it and they remember each other being in it. Although James Lapine does not remember Chip doing it. Chip played a prince in that version. Um, oh my God. I mean, that's when they had like Rumpelstiltskin was a character and like, it was a whole different thing. But nobody remembers who was any of the other parts. It was definitely not Joanna Gleason. Um, it might have been Ray Gill actually, because James was like in love with Ray Gill. Um, oh. He, well, I guess, the, I'm I, one of the things I'm trying to get an answer to is because James and also Ira Weitzman, who had sort of like produced the line, produced it for Playwrights Horizons in the first reading and workshop, and then went to San Diego with them. They spoke so lovingly of Ray Gill and how he'd gotten sick and passed, and that's why he wasn't in it after that. But I'm realizing now he was in it after that. He did the tour two years later. So maybe he just had another job when they went to San Diego. Yes, I think he was doing something else. I don't know what, but I wanna say maybe was driving Miss Daisy or I think that pirates? I don't know. I don't know, but maybe he was busy. I don't know. Yeah. But he he was a he I loved him. I loved him. And he was a dear friend, like a really, really good friend. I mean they both Ira and and Chip also. Ira and Chip and James spoke of him personally, professionally, just as like a gem. And I guess so much so that Lapine couldn't conceive of somebody who didn't even look like him to play the part and I, so then it was a hard sell because ship was such a different type that they couldn't it took a while for them to come together because he wanted yeah. like a ray gill type yeah i get it i get it well i was so happy i got to work with him on the tour and um he did get sick he he found out he, yeah he got sick that was tricky that's a dark he stayed a while. I mean, he yeah. was able to do it for quite a while. Yeah. But yeah, I think, yeah, it was hard. Well, so uh, that, I'm, I'm glad I got to hear that from you too. But I, um, so, but that first reading at Playwrights Horizons, I want to find out who was in okay. it. And then also the workshops they did after San Diego, they have all kinds of um, wacky things. I guess they like auditioned choreographers where different choreographers would come in and stage them. And then Lapine and Sondheim would discuss privately like who they, what they liked better, but, but nobody remembers who the choreographers were, what, when they did that or which the cast they used for it or anything like that. I, I barely remember even our choreographer. I barely, and Glenn Casal, who is not a dancer, he yeah. choreographed all the shows himself. I mean, there's really not, you yeah. know. Yeah. it's just skipping or whatever well but. glenn is somebody a little i mean now lapine has done a lot of musicals but 
But at that time, it, he was somewhat of a novice to it. And I think, you know, Glenn Cassell is somebody who's made his career with musical theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, oh, I'm, now I'm even more mad that I missed it at the Long Beach Civic Light Opera because I saw so many shows there the next couple of years, but I missed you and Into the Woods. Uh-huh. But I'm still, I'm, I'll wait for your reunion then. I'll see you. Okay. I'll see you. All right, I'll start putting it together. (laughs) All right. All right, then this is just goodbye for now then. Oh, well, if you have any memorabilia that you want to send me like photos of, I would just love to see stuff and we can use it on the social media. It helps promote the um, podcast when it drops, you know. Okay, like what kind of memorabilia? I mean, you know, if you have photos, t-shirts, opening nightmares, you know, programs. Sign time gave us a book and signed it with Lapine. Yeah, I'd I've love to see that. photos of any of that. It would be so All cool. All right, I'll yeah. get that together. I also have, I don't know if you knew, but I wore glasses in the show. So no, I, that's so cute. I had reading glasses and I remember we were doing the first read through and I was like saying some lines and Sangam and Lapine were like, you know, ribbing each other and and I'm like, what you know it was like you know what what and they're like we like your glasses we're gonna give you glasses in the show (laughs) so I wore these like red round I'll send you a picture of them because I still have them these red round glasses and that sort of became you know I love that I love that well send me a picture of those and take a picture wearing them too that'll be super cute now (laughs) yeah yeah I'm just trying to push you back into that red riding hood Thank you for listening to Giants in the Sky, how Sondheim and Lapine went into the woods on the Broadway Podcast Network. Look out for episode 40 with Jackie Dankworth, Cinderella in the original London cast, and Cleo Lane's daughter. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.